This is Wessler Media. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. Hello, Columbus. This is your next step. I am Pastor Doug from the church next door on the west side of Columbus, my hometown. Always great to be with you. Also, always great to be with Pastor Doyle (laughs) and Jennifer, our lead pastor and his wife. How are you two today? We're great. I'm great. It's a good day. It is a good day. We have a good topic that we are going to discuss today. We're going to talk about baptism, by which we mean being immersed in a body of water as a conscious believer. Kind of controversial in the church sometimes, but really we believe it's natural and beautiful. We want to share that natural, beautiful thing with you today. Well, let's first, let's let's talk about the word bap- baptizo, okay? Because I feel like a lot of people, they come from traditions where they, they sprinkle, they spritz, or they dry clean, and I'm not trying to be... Dry clean. Uh, well, I would like sorry, to see a dry cleaning. Yeah. Well, some denominations say you don't need to be baptized. No, dis- oh, no disrespect. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying not to disrespect them, but but the but the literal word baptizo in Greek means to dip or to dunk. So it's kind of like Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, and and so we just have to get that out there, okay? And um, I think the other thing that for me is a big deal is that you know we want you to to feel the Holy Spirit of God compel you to be baptized, not for you to be baptized because someone else did it. And um, in my life, I'll just tell my story, I was baptized uh, in a church that practiced sprinkling on children, and my parents did it. And so I wasn't a willing participant. And they did that because they wanted me to have God's blessing, and they loved me, and they they wanted to honor God in my life. And so there's all this good stuff going around it, but I have no memory of it. I have no connection of it. And um, I grew up, and I felt really convicted that I hadn't done that. And it it took me years. My brothers got baptized uh, when they were young. They felt a conviction, and my parents were cool with it and were present. But then I had a fear of water, and so it took me until I was, I don't know if I was 18 or 19. I guess I was probably 19, um, because it was after my first year of college. And I was just in a hard place in my life, because I'd been dating a girl that um, I realized it it really didn't have the spiritual quality that it needed to. She loved God. She went to our church, and I knew she had a nice family. But I knew she wasn't as hungry about God as I was, so it was really awkward. I had to break up with her, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, what's God doing in my life? And as part of that, I knew within me that I had not taken the step of faith, and uh, it was to go publicly and get in the water. And I was embarrassed because by then, you know, the church that I was a part of, my father had started, so it's a church plant, and it's been around about five years, and here the pastor's kid's never been baptized, you know, what are people going to think about you, you know, and um, we were so small, we were meeting in a, in a place we didn't have our own baptistry, we had to use somebody's pool, 
Uh, it was in somebody's. That's all right. And 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 so I'm telling you, my baptism was not a, a churchy experience. It wasn't, you know, and yet it totally transformed my life. Uh, I went back to college that fall and got involved in a ministry and. I began to serve the Lord, and it wasn't long after that I felt like God said, you can do better. And uh, what do you mean, God? And he said, you could serve me. And that's when I found my call to to serve the Lord in ministry. So my baptism is connected to— It was a surrendering. Oh, Sounds I was like. fighting God. I, I knew my parents loved God, but, man, I was just really wanting to do the world. And I wanted—you know— I came from a nice family. I mean, we had a great life, and I was imagining how I could go out and make money. I was imagining how I could do well in life, and I had to go get wet with the crazy Christians, you know, and that was, that was, and, and I know there's people right now, that's the way they're feeling. They're like, man, I don't, I don't want to be baptized and identified with the church. Church isn't hip and cool in my community. Jennifer, what about you? How did your baptism come about? I share the story in the Simply Joy book that I wrote. And I love the story because I was seven years old and I was this happy-go-lucky bright-eyed kid. And I remember the day my parents announced we're going to go to church. And my parents were both Christians and had grown up in church. But my little brother was being born. For whatever reason, we, we needed to get back in church. And, and if that's so you're saying you... Like you've been out. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but for a while we had been out of church and we didn't have a church oh, in, our, in our little town. Oh, there's somebody listening right now that they've get, been out of church for a while. Get back, because for me, that child, this was exciting. But I'm very social, so I thought this is, you know, more friends, more people. This is great. And I remember the first day when I showed up. It was a very nice Baptist church in our small little town in Kentucky. And there was this white plastic folding table, much like we have in some of our Sunday school rooms. And just enough kids sitting around the table. I met a little girl. Her name was Rhea. And we're sitting together. And the uh, the, the teacher says, uh, I want to tell you about Jesus. And I want to tell you about he died on the cross and he covered our sins. And these are the yucky things that you ever did in your life. And I remember sitting there thinking, oh, I I lied to my mom about something and she didn't let me go to the swimming pool party because I did that. And so I was very well aware that even though I was seven, that I needed Jesus and I needed covering and I wanted that wash from my sins. I wanted to feel clean. And so she asked if anybody wanted to accept Christ and Rhea and I were the only two that were like... We're in. Yes, we want this. And so we prayed, uh, bowed our heads and prayed. And then the teacher said, well, next week there's going to be baptism if anybody wants to be baptized. And I, again, I was like, yes. You know, I mean, I was just, this was great. But I do remember going home that day and thinking, wow, what a great feeling to know that my sin is gone. And the yucky, dark things, even in a child's heart, they can know that they're that they're close to the Lord and... I count that my real salvation. And then the next week I was baptized in water. It was Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day. Well, let's, let's just a second. I want to I want to ask you this. So I'm Pastor Doyle from the church next door. We're here with Jennifer, my wife, and Pastor Doug. And you're listening to Your Next Step. And we're, we're actually talking about water baptism today. And Jennifer has just shared her story. But um, do you think it's okay that people want to get baptized because they want to please God? Is that wrong? 
It's biblical. Um, I mean, he talks about yeah. That's Baptist. see I, in your story, you're like, well, yeah, I want to, I want to get cleaned up, and I want to. Oh. And some people feel guilty, like, well, I can't do it. I got to clean myself up yeah. first. Now, and, now, my tradition, they stressed you need to understand what baptism is about. Mm-hmm. But I had a Bible college professor who said. The Bible says that 26 things occur at baptism. Oh, wow. I do not know what those 26 are. I never looked it up because I just decided, kind of like what you say, knowledge wasn't really what was important. Um, Coming close to the Lord is what's important. So, so no, I don't, you know, I don't think it's wrong to say my motive is I just want to please God. You know, some, we're going to have different motives here. You know, our story. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. My motive was, I was like, I got to get my life together yeah you know and in my wife my life wasn't out of it wasn't bad it was just i knew i didn't i was not living my life for god so for me it was about surrender uh jennifer i mean i, I don't know how much yucky stuff a seven-year-old has done that's why i say you know i think but it, i you, wanted to be it, close i knew enough that i wanted to be close to the lord and my right. i was very fortunate that my parents did unpack probably close to 26 things before mm-hmm. you do this and what does this really mean and, and they did fully understand that so i i'm have no doubt that they fully explained that to me yeah, so they if, did. if pastor doyle was surrender what would you say you were fresh start a uh, new start okay. even as a child yeah I would say I was jumping ship because uh, okay, you, you know, got to tell us your well, story. I was so, baptized in the ocean off of a no. Oh yeah, that would be that would be a baptism. But no, you know, like Timothy, uh, I was raised in the faith by my mother, my grandmother, and then you know the fellow that I called dad's not really my biological dad. He he came into the picture later, but I always had a faith. And dad had said, you know, when I got twelve, uh, we had the pastor over for Easter, I think. And the first day of baseball, and we're watching the baseball game. Dad said, "Doug needs to be baptized," you know. <laughs> and I was like, "No, I got some things I want to do first, you know." Because oh, really? I, well, yeah. <laughs> that's well, cool. if baptism—that's that's real. I understood baptism cleanses you of sin. So, well, you know, <laughs> the, I want to get a few in exactly before I take a bath. Exactly. That was the, my <laughs> let me let me slide into home and get really dirty. You exactly. Know? And. Um, <laughs> Won't get any more detailed than that, but a couple of weeks later, you know, they said, we're not going to force you because they did not believe in force, yeah. but they believed it was time to make that decision. Well, I was at school over here at Norton Middle, which has this summer been demolished, so I can't take you to the exact spot this occurred anymore, but I used to be able to do that. And um, I saw two kids beat up another kid for no reason or they didn't like him. And I saw that and I said, this is not what I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I went back to my classroom and they were laughing at me because the blood had drained out of my face. And my face mm-hmm. was white. And I put my head down on my desk and I said, I want to be baptized. God, I don't want to be like this anymore. So I had seen the world for what it was and said, no, thank you. I'm going to choose something else. That. So do you think that's, that's powerful? The, that's the fear of God or that's the fear of the ungodly? You know what I'm saying? Because, see, that's a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit yeah. in your life. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? To, to look at that Some and of both, say— maybe. It was, yeah, it was really just a disgust. More, it, was, it was like, you know, I'm very much a right and wrong kind of person. Those are the term, terms that I would use. And I just saw that and said, this is wrong, mm-hmm. and yeah. I don't want to be a part of it anymore. Yeah. I think that um, that's a good way to, to help people see, you know— You've been you've been headed in in a direction of ungodly living, and you want to jump ship. That's that's your words. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting yeah. words in your mouth. 
That's really uh, what it felt like. Jennifer, a jump and shift. You, you wanted a, a, a fresh start. I want to encourage the parents. I want to want them to know that yes, a seven year old can know what baptism is, can understand the cross, and that Jesus can be my friend. I mean, I would go outside and literally paint pictures and show them to the Lord for Him. And I think I I knew that. I wanted to be close to God and even a child wants to be close to God. And Mm -hmm. if we don't share that with them, then I think, I think we fail. And if we don't take them to church, I can't imagine where my life would have ended up without that hope. Yeah. I, I, I'll, let me tell one, another end, another baptism story. It's, it's my grandfather Mm. and my grandfather gone to church all his life. And, um, in the latter years of his life, he, he married a woman from a tradition that practiced believers' baptism by immersion. And I actually believe he was immersed as a young man. But um, I know he was baptized, but I actually believe it was immersion. But um, in his 80s, he felt a conviction that he had never surrendered and been obedient in the way he should. And they literally carried him into the baptistry on a chair. The men of the church did. And I wasn't there, but um, I, I heard the story described, you know. And he so was you're never baptized. too old? Yeah, I think that some of, us, some of us, you know, feel like, well, I've passed that, uh, that stage. I don't need to do that. I'm too old. I, I, no, I don't. I think that if if the Holy Spirit of God is prompting you, and um, I think that's I think that's the one key thread in all three of our stories. Well, the you, real challenge today is that when I when someone is baptized today, they're saying, and and it, not that it wasn't the same in the nineteen seventies or eighties or whatever, but today, and you're saying, I'm marking myself as mm-hmm. a Christian. I'm marking myself as a believer, and that is a bold. Well, Step. yeah, we put it. We put it on Instagram and Facebook and and Vimeo. I mean, it's it's a different deal. You may uh, receive some world. opposition. You will. You and will around the world, some have died for that. Oh, that's a definite fact. In in Jerusalem, when we first lived there, uh, Jennifer and I, our first year of marriage, lived in Jerusalem, and um, they would put these posters up around the city, and they would post pictures of the people that would baptize people. Because they didn't want people converting, the the Jews and the Muslims would be upset if you baptize somebody that was uh, Jewish or Muslim, because they they believed that it was wrong for you to do that, and so the person that got baptized was under threat as well as the person that did the baptizing, and um, you know th- that is more reminiscent of what we're experience today more and more. And so I would rather be on the side of letting God know I'm, I'm all in. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to identify with you, get it over with, you know, and, and dive in. It, I think you should tell them about the ancient baptistries where they had not, there wasn't very much water in the desert, but yet they went to great yeah. lengths. So, so um, when I'm, when we're studying in Israel, in um, 1991, when you and I got married, we went to the south, uh, to the Negev. And in the Negev, they get uh, one to two inches of water every other year. 
So <laughs> I just want you wow. to think about that Dry for a second. It, and so a lot of people think, well, if because it was desert and they didn't have much water, so they would sprinkle people. Well, the actual truth is one of the oldest baptistries in the world is down here in the Negev. And it's this, it's this uh, little baptistry in the sense that it's in the shape of a cross. So it's about uh, a foot to 16 inches wide, but it's in the shape of a cross. And you go steps in, and then the cross part of it um, is where you put your arms out and you kneel down. And it gives you just enough room. And you'd be totally covered in water. I mean, and and then they have this bowl there where if you weren't completely covered, they would pour more water over you, okay? And this was a real—it um, was really important to them that you got fully covered. And I know that as the tradition went on, you know, they began to sprinkle people because of cold weather and winter and different things. And if you've been sprinkled and you were a part of that and you remember it, I don't think you need to be rebaptized. But I just thought— it's amazing to me that they went to such great efforts when water was such a precious resource uh, to make sure they got fully covered. And I love the fact that it was in the shape of the cross. Mm. Here at the church next door, I love the fact that when you come out of the water, you're looking up at the ceiling at this huge cross that hangs over our our uh, pulpit area stage. You know, I think that you have to see that baptism is directly connected to the cross, that it is Jesus' work on the cross that gives you the right to be clean. And and that's why it's important. Okay, I want to play a fun little game. Okay. All right. So I'm going to say the word baptism, and you guys have to just shoot out, and you can't say the same word. Okay. But the words that come to your mind. So are you ready? So baptism. Dead. Washed. Keep going. Surrender. Oh, man. Oh, um... Come you totally lost me. In <laughs> yeah, what yeah. We're trying to do. Okay, I'm gonna try it again. We're gonna I, hit do over. Okay, you ready? All the words that you think okay. of that symbolize that one act of baptism. Ready? Go. Baptism. Ready? Commitment. Fresh. New start. Union with God. Love. Just a cleansing. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think of marriage. I think of obedience. I, I think of graduation. Like when you graduate, you move the tassel over. This is kind of like yeah. a, a, a graduation or a wedding kind of moment. I think it's a memorial. Mm. Maturity. Yeah. Antiquity goes all the way back to Jesus. It's tradition. Yeah. So now you're getting into orthodox. <laughs> there are some good traditions. There are some great. But I'm saying it's it's orthodox. Is Every, it orthodox? Well, that's what I'm saying. Every branch of Christianity practices baptism. We may sprinkle or we may... But everybody, no one denies that baptism right. is a unique feature of Christianity that that reaches back into Judaism, but it, it leaves behind the, the repetition, the endless ritual repetition. It's not ritual. It's a one-time supernatural event in your life that mm. transforms who you are into the body of Christ, you yeah. are now part of the church, you're part of the community of faith, and um, so the Apostles' Creed, it's, it finds its roots in baptism. And so the reason that it began was because there were people that were seeing Christianity begin to grow. It became popular. We went from being on the outside 
to now people are saying, wow, those Christians seem to be doing really well. It's so they would try to hedge their bets. They would like try to be, you know, a worshiper of the little G gods of their community and Jesus. And so the early church fathers said, no, no, we, we learned this from our church fathers. From the very beginning, the apostles taught us that you have to renounce all gods. That's such an important point. And, mm-hmm. and so water baptism became that renouncement. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why baptism is hated by other religions to sure. this day, because it's a renouncing of all other gods. And, and that's why the Apostles' Creed was written. Do you know that baptism is the root of that saying, blood is thicker than water? I believe mm. it comes from Germany because people oh, were yeah. being baptized and saying, well, we're now part of the Christian family. And the unbelievers were saying, no, blood is thicker than water. You need to be you know, sticking with your, your family. birth family. Yeah. Mm. Well, they didn't realize that they were talking about the blood of Jesus, which is... Yeah, you, you can take that. As with everything the enemy does, the Lord takes it and turns it around, yeah. and we can turn it around for a positive. I think it's a, it's a public declaration. It's really a billboard of your life that you have to be willing to publicly say, I define myself and mark myself with Christ. Mm, yeah, yeah, if you've given your heart to Christ and, and you're listening today and um, you've never been baptized, we want to talent, challenge you right now to be baptized. And if you want help with that, um, if you will just text us, give them the number, Doug. 888-644-4034. Just text the word baptism. And that's going to let us know exactly what you want. It's going to start a process where we send you a couple of texts with some information. Say it again, 888-644-4034. You can also go to yournextstepnow.com, and you send us an email or a message, and we'll help you. But but this is what I want you to know. We'll is, baptize you. That's right. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, my, my brother has been having people travel from all over the country to get baptized at his church just because they knew it was a place they can go and get baptized. And um, we want you to know... Do not miss out on getting baptized uh, because you feel like you don't have a place. It's an exciting celebration. It's important. It's a huge, huge, huge important part of your faith. And I say that because when we read the New Testament, they were always asking them, have you been baptized? Mm -hmm. And they were talking about baptism in water. Then they ask him about the other baptisms of fire and the Holy Spirit. So we're really not done with baptism. (laughs) Fire will take a whole show. That's right, for sure. My least favorite. (laughs) Let me pray for you before we go. Lord, I pray for our audience, for those that have been baptized, that they will be uh, encouraged, that they took a great step of faith and have honored you. And for those that feel your Holy Spirit tugging on them, Lord, I pray that they will say yes, and they will take that step of faith. And God, we're going to celebrate one day. We're going to celebrate the the redemption, the forgiveness, the freedom, and all that baptism means. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. When we gather together like this every day, I think it's really important that we we think about how are we inviting God into this situation. So every day, I want to take a little bit of a moment to pray, to ask God to move in our world. You know, life can get crazy. So today, let's pray for God to be our refuge in the storms of life. Lord, thank you today that you are 
more than a lifeboat. God, you you rescued us, yes. You saved us. You you saved us from sin. You you saved us from darkness. We we agree. Lord, we have confessed our sins and you've cleansed us of our sins. But God, you're just our refuge. You know, the scripture says, as a deer panteth for water, so my soul pants for you. Right now, God, we, we just want you to know Life is hard. There is still evil in this world, and there are storms of life. There are challenges. People question us, and we we are heartbroken at times. And so today, we just want you to know, we look to you like that deer to refresh us. We, we are like David when he hung out in the caves. God, we come to you, and we trust you to take up our cause, to meet our needs, you are our refuge. We thank you for your Psalms because they encourage us. We know how the words of people have been like like sharp teeth of an animal against us and we feel that pain. God, we know the, the harassment and the evil of this world that presses against us. We resonate with David's words in the Psalms, but like David, We come to you. We throw ourselves before you like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. We say, Father, if there's any way that you can take this from us, please do. Lord, help us to know if the problems we face are our own doing or if this is you working out your best in our life because we want your best and we trust you. You are our refuge today. We rely on you completely and wholeheartedly in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, that was so good. Didn't you enjoy that prayer? Well, would you like more help learning to pray? Then go to yournextstepnow.com. That's right, yournextstepnow.com. Give us your email and we'll give you our free prayer guide. It's an ebook. You can download it. You'll have it right there. And you can join us daily as we learn to pray. We ask God for great things. You know, it will change your life to pray daily. And we need your help. We need your support, your prayer support. So give us your email today at yournextstepnow.com. This has been Your Next Step a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. We hope this has been an encouragement to you as you seek to have a deeper faith in Christ. If you'd like to hear today's show again or share it with a friend, look for your next step on all major podcasting platforms. We'd love to see you soon at The Church Next Door. Easily find our service times and our app. I'm Pastor Doyle Jackson. Join us again next time for Your Next Step. I believe you're going to find people that have a genuine love for God and a genuine zeal for the truth. You don't have to dress super fancy. It's so lively and it's so much fun and just you leave like, oh, so refreshed. And I know I keep saying family, but that's what this place is for me. It's family. I'm Doyle Jackson, pastor of the church next door. People keep telling me how good it is to worship God together again. Well, Come join us. Visit us online at thechurchnextdoor.org. Stories are a way we relate to one another. It's hard to underestimate their importance. Wessler Media is here to help you preserve those stories that you hold dear. We'll produce a personal podcast, an audio scrapbook that will preserve those memories for generations to come. Get in touch today. Call toll-free or text 1-833-38-STORY. 
1-833-STORY or visit wesslermedia.com. That's W-E-S-S-L-E-R media.com. The production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit wesslermedia.com. Stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast, from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's wesslermedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-Media.com.